little bit something different. It's called Experience Easter, and we're going to do a drama. Uh, Terry is going to be helping me with the logistics of it. And, um, I think we're about ready. Brett, are you uh, lining up there? Okay. And got a couple small things to uh, move around. Set that up. For parents of restless children, we have coloring sheets over behind Rosie on the counter by the teddy bear and crayons, and so your kids are welcome to get some of those. And uh, we're going to be um, wanting some children some young people to help us this morning we have um terry where are the okay if you kids would like to help us this morning go ahead and go over by the by the double doors any of you young kids that would like to help yeah it goes out there They are. Thank you, Katie. Here comes one. There you go.
we're going to limit the eggs to about 15 eggs a kid, roughly. So that ought to make sure they all get plenty. All right. Francisco. to start. Today, we celebrate Jesus' resurrection, but what does that mean to us? Really unable to grasp the meaning until we remember and realize what Jesus did over the days before Easter. It's what we call Holy Week. So this morning, we're going to walk through that week together in a dramatic way, literally. And we're going to need your help, you guys as the audience, as the congregation, in a couple spots where a crowd is needed. So, and I will cue you, and the slides also will cue you when we're needing you to help us out a little bit. Scene one is Palm Sunday. Jesus offered himself as Israel's Messiah King by riding into Jerusalem on a young donkey. We're ready for Jesus to ride in. <laughs> as he, well, we're waiting for him to start. You guys get to help us by saying that as we go along. We're just about ready. As Jesus rode along, a great crowd of people shouted praise and worship to him, saying, Hosanna, son of David, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And as Jesus went along, they put palm branches before him, and they laid even their clothes down. Are you riding that thing, Jesus? All right. Let's say it again. Hosanna! Hosanna! Praise for the Son of God, the Son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace on heaven and glory in the highest heavens. As he came closer to Jerusalem... Jesus wept, saying, 
How I wish you would understand the way to peace. But now it's too late, and peace is hidden from your eyes. Before long, your enemies will encircle you and close in on you on every side. They will not leave a single stone in place because you did not recognize it when God visited you. All right. Good. Now we're going to shift to scene two. Jesus driving out the buying and seller, the sellers at the at the temple. Yeah, we need to pick those up. Thank you. Can you guys move the shofars? Matt's coming. Brett, did you get the audio to work? Yeah, you're going to play that. On Monday, Jesus entered the temple. And began to drive out all the people who were buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the table and the chairs of those selling the doves. He said to them, the scriptures declare... My temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. Go ahead, um, Brent. Later he returned to Bethany, where he stayed the night at Martha and Mary and Lazarus' house. On Tuesday, you guys can sit down. On Tuesday, Jesus came and, in, and began to teach in the temple. He taught many parables, and he spoke a lot about his kingdom and how different it was. One of the things that he talked about was 
a man who had two sons, and he told the first son, go out and work in my field today. And the son said, sure, Dad, I'll do it. And he didn't go. And he told the younger son, I want you to go work out in the field. And the younger son said, no, I'm not going to. But then he changed his mind and ended up going and working. Jesus told the Pharisees, you're not going to get into the kingdom because I've told you the things that are important to me and you didn't do them. And prostitutes and drunkards are going to go into the kingdom ahead of you, which didn't make the Pharisees happy at all. Jesus also talked a lot about the end times and his second return, his second coming. He also criticized the Pharisees and told them that they would basically created a whole system that kept people away from God. On Wednesday, Judas went to meet the, he went to meet the priests and the elders. We need our priests and elders, our priests. They were meeting at the residence of Caiaphas. They were plotting how to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the Passover, the celebration they agreed, or the people may riot. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, went to the priests and asked, How much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? They were delighted when they heard he had come, and they decided to give him 30 pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. Next, Jesus went to the home of a man named Simon, who he had healed from leprosy. During supper, come on over, Jesus, and sit down at dinner with these guys. His disciples were with him, if there's any disciples handy. And Judas was there too. While they were eating dinner, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume. And she poured it over Jesus' head. The disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste, they said. It could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, replied, Why are you criticizing her for doing a good thing to me? You will always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. She has poured this oil on me to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth. Wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. All right. And Thursday, which people call it Maundy Thursday. You ever wonder what Maundy means? It's a, I had no idea until I looked it up last week. It's where we get the word commandment. Maundy means, has to do with the idea of commandment. And the commandment it's referring to is when Jesus was meeting with his disciples in the upper room. So we need all the disciples to come and, and uh, sit around the table. 
and they were uh, eating dinner there, and Jesus said to them, I'm going to give you a new commandment, a new commandment to love one another the same way that I have loved you. So the disciples sit down around the table, and um, Jesus, during the Passover meal, actually sat and washed the feet of his disciples. He told them this is what real leadership looks like, where you actually care about other people more than yourself. That's when Peter said, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. And, and Jesus said, well, if you don't let me wash your feet, you can't have anything to do with me. And Peter said, well, then you can wash my whole body. And Jesus said, well, you don't really need your whole body washed, just your feet. Later on, Jesus took bread and wine. He broke the bread and passed it around to his disciples. And he said, I'm making a new agreement, a new covenant with you. I'm going to give my body for you. This bread is my body broken for you. He was talking about what was going to happen in the next, day, the next 24 hours. Then Jesus took the cup and said, This cup of wine, this is my blood that's going to be shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Take it and drink it, all of you. And he passed it around to them. Jesus then went on to speak many words of instruction and comfort to his disciples. And at the end of their time, their dinner, oh, before that happened, Judas... Judas went and slipped away because he had a job to do. He knew how he was going to betray Jesus. At the end of that time, Jesus prayed for his disciples and then they sang a hymn together and went out. And they started to walk to the Garden of Gethsemane. All right. Now Jesus and his disciples are going to walk to the Garden of Gethsemane. As they're going there, Jesus said to his disciples, Tonight all of you are going to desert me. For the scriptures say, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter declares, 
Even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. But Jesus said to him, I tell you the truth, Peter. This very night, before the rooster crows, we need a rooster. <laughs> before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. No, Peter insisted. Even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the other disciples said the same thing. Now Jesus went to pray, and his disciples, Peter, James, and John, went with him. He asked them to pray for him while he was praying in the garden. He said to them, Stay here and keep watch with me. He prayed with his face to the ground, saying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to his disciples, and he found them asleep. This happened three times. He finally gave up trying to wake them up. And right then, Judas arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. Judas had given them a prearranged signal. You disciples better wake up quick. Judas gave him a signal that he would, you will know the one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi, he exclaimed, and gave him a kiss. He gave him a kiss. We need a kiss. <laughs> then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But Peter pulled out his sword and slashed the ear off the high priest's servant. Put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us, and he would send them instantly? But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? Then Jesus healed the man's ear. Then Jesus said to the crowd, Am I some dangerous revolutionary? that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was teaching there every day. But this is all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets as recorded in the scriptures. At that point, all the disciples deserted him and fled. And the crowd took him to, to the high priest's house, took Jesus to the high priest's house, which is on the stage, actually. So... Actually, you sit at the table. We need the high priest to come now. Good job, kids. That night, Jesus was brought before the Jewish high priest. 
and the leaders for a private trial. After many false witnesses were paraded before him, accusing him, but they could not agree at all, the high priest finally demanded that Jesus tell him if he was really the Messiah or not. When Jesus admitted this, that he was the Messiah, the high priest tore his clothes. No, his own clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and declared Jesus a heretic. Then they all began abusing and mocking Jesus. Peter, Peter was standing warming himself by a fire in the courtyard and one of the priests asked him or one of the servants of the priest said weren't you with Jesus? Aren't you one of his disciples? Peter denied it three times and then a rooster crowed. There have been better days with better roosters. <laughs> All right. Now, we're moving. This is early in the morning on thir- or Friday morning. Now we're going to... They take Jesus now to Pilate's palace. Pilate is the Roman ruler over, the, over Jerusalem. So Jesus comes sit at the table across from Pilate. And and the priests sit over here. Yep. Pilate first of all began to question Jesus and ask him questions about who he was and what he was doing and everything. And finally, he decided, declared that he was totally innocent. In fact, Pilate said he was innocent three different times. That he could find no fault, no fault in Jesus. Finally, Pilate told the Jewish people, you know, you can uh, release, I can release one man to you over this festival that can be freed. And uh, here's a guy who's a robber, convicted robber and a rebel named Barabbas. Stand up, Barabbas. And And so Jesus looks at all the people and says, do you want me to release Barabbas to you or Jesus? And the people said, Barabbas. And Pilate said, well, what do you want me to do with Jesus? And all the people said, So Pilate couldn't believe that. He says, but he's an innocent man. Finally, he turned Jesus over to the soldiers. And the soldiers scourged and whipped Jesus. And then they put a crown of thorns on his head and a purple robe on his back. After they whipped him, they put the robe on. Hit him harder, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
All right. And then they put the crown of thorns on his head. And they put the robe, purple robe over his back. And then he came back before Pilate. And Pilate presented him to the people and said, Behold your king. What do you want me to do with him? And all the people said, And so Pilate washed his hands, expressing that he was innocent of this decision and that he didn't agree with it. And he released Barabbas to them. Where'd Barabbas go? There goes Barabbas. Bye, Barabbas. Now Jesus was made to carry his cross to Golgotha, the place of the skull. As he's going along the way, Jesus falls because he's so weakened now. And a man named Simon from Cyrene is recruited to help carry his cross. When they came to Golgotha, the place of the skull, where people were crucified, they laid Jesus down on the cross. And the soldiers came and took spikes and a big hammer, big mallet. And they began to pound the spikes into his arms, his wrists, and his feet. Jesus cried out in anguish as he was nailed to the cross and then they stood the cross up and slid it into the hole. Jesus was offered a pain-lessening drug on a stick he's offered a pain lessening drug on a stick but he turned it down he was crucified between two robbers then to the soldiers who crucified him he said father forgive them as they are dividing up his garments and and, uh, gambling for his beautiful robe The thieves on the cross mocked Jesus 
And then one of them changes his mind and asks Jesus to remember him when he comes into his kingdom. Jesus tells him, this day you will be with me in paradise. Then Mary and the disciple John come and kneel down near Jesus. Jesus tells his mother, woman, this is now going to be your son. And then he tells John, John, this is now going to be your mom. From that day on, John took care of Mary. Finally, Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then he said, I thirst. And then a little later he said, It is finished. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he died. The centurion looked up at Jesus and declared, Surely, this was the Son of God. Because it's almost the Sabbath, the soldiers break the legs of the two thieves on either side of Jesus so they'll die quickly. But Jesus is already dead. The centurion takes a spear and pushes it into the side of Jesus to see if he's still alive. And blood and water flow out from his heart. Then Joseph and Nicodemus come, who had been secret followers of Jesus. They've got permission from Pilate to take Jesus' body and put it in an unused tomb that Joseph has. So they take Jesus down from the cross. They wrap his body in linen soaked with spices for embalming. And they put him in the tomb. They roll the stone to shut the tomb. And the Roman guards seal it and watch over it. Brett, you got music? We're going to release our Calvary Next kids to go help set up the Easter egg hunt. So now Jesus is in the tomb and it's Saturday, which is also called Silent Saturday. So what was going on with Jesus? His body was in the tomb. But where was his spirit? We read in Scripture two different places at least that Jesus went and had things to take care of. 
First of all, he had told the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. So we know that Jesus immediately went to the presence of God and the presence of the Father. And then secondly, we read in Ephesians chapter 3 that he, he also had descended into the lower parts of the earth. And when he ascended on high, he led captive, a host of captives. Who were those people that he led, he freed and brought up? We read in 1 Peter 3.18 that he went and made proclamation to the spirits now in prison who had been disobedient when Noah was building the ark. So we're not exactly sure, but it could be that there were people who never had received a chance to repent and turn to God. We're not sure, but there were people there that Jesus released from, from hell or from Hades into the, into the presence of God. Now we move to Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. We have an angel. An angel appeared to the two soldiers who were guarding the tomb. Where are those two soldiers guarding the tomb? When they saw the angel, they passed out and fell on the ground. The angel rolled away the stone and sat ne and stood next to it. Early in the morning, Mary went to the tomb in the pre-dawn darkness. Lights. Mary goes to the tomb and she sees, the angel sees Mary weeping and asks her, why are you weeping? Because they took away my Lord and I don't know where they laid him. Then she turns around and she sees Jesus. But she doesn't recognize him. Jesus says to her, why are you weeping? Who are you seeking? She thinks he's the gardener and asks if he's taken Jesus' body away and will help her find it. Then Jesus says to her, Mary. Immediately she recognizes him and grabs his feet and worships him. Jesus says, Don't hold on to me, for I haven't yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brothers and sisters and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Tell them to go to Galilee, and I will meet them there. And the lights come back up. All right. Thank you, guys. Didn't they do a great job? After being raised, Jesus appeared over 40 days to many of his followers. In 1 Corinthians 15, the Apostle Paul tells us that he was seen by Peter and then by the 12, and after that by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most who were still alive when uh, Paul was writing this. And then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. After 40 days... 
Jesus ascended into the clouds in his physical body in the sight of all his disciples. Then 50 days later, he poured out his spirit on his followers. The spirit of the risen Jesus now lives in his people, and he will return for those, his people, the same way that he left. This morning, does Jesus' resurrection mean anything more to you now that we've walked through this week together? I pray that it does. If you're here this morning and you have never entered in to a life-giving relationship with Jesus, all it takes is for you to say yes to Him. You don't have to tell me yes. You don't have to tell anybody here. But it's very important if you do say yes to Jesus that you tell someone that you, they can agree with you and pray with you. So I want to close in prayer now and then we're going to release our kids to their Easter egg hunt. So, With their parents, yeah. Lord Jesus, it's been an awesome morning. We thank you so much for the opportunity to just walk through Holy Week together. Just to remember again